Welcome back to the second part of uh, whatever creative, awesome title. Joe, you are really good at picking titles, by the way. I like that. Um, <laughs> Gotta have a useful skill somewhere, I guess. <laughs> whatever. Uh, how could you market that? Anyway, um, whatever uh, um, uh, exciting title we have for this episode, this is part two or part B. Um, <laughs> Your intro is almost as clumsy as Jared's was. <laughs> So, while we continue to talk about, um, insert new episode title here, uh, welcome back to the conversation. You are on the Undignified Christianity Podcast uh, with Joe, Aaron, and Jared, and we're going to pick up where we left off last week. Yeet, yeet. <laughs> What's your hope for the purpose of this thing? I have no hope for anything. I, sorry, I spaced out there for a second. No, you didn't. No, I'm, I can't concentrate. I'm trying to write a note and listen at the same time, and it doesn't work as well as you think. Dude, what are you not understanding? This is what I meant. He's like, well, maybe you're hearing from God. This will not be my personal therapy session. <laughs> Whatever you say, Buttercup. I feel violated. You made the mistake. You made it worse. You made it worse. <laughs> the, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily <laughs> reflect the views and opinions. These people of this don't podcast. actually agree with each other on anything. So. Can I be so, controversial on one thing? On. Did you want me to play devil's advocate? Back up off my crayons, bro. <laughs> um. So, what should? What would you hope that a? Um. What should a Sunday morning look like? What What is necessary for? Well, not even a Sunday morning. Okay, so let's say we have. Let's say we had the perfect level of authenticity in a small C church. Okay, let's just say. Was there a coffee bar in God this stepped. <laughs> God, God, God stepped in and said, "You know what? I'm going to fix one thing here, and that's going to be that every church, small C, has the perfect level of authenticity right now." Okay. What is the what is the the function, the purpose of the small C church. I don't know. What is the function? The purpose. The purpose what is the purpose of the small, of the small C, C church? church? I mean, I don't want to be too cliche here and quote Jesus or anything, but make disciples? I don't know. Easy. No. Easy. <laughs> Jared is going to have a conniption over here. That little vein's popping out on your forehead Finding again, one Jared. thing that fixes everything. What's the magic bullet? What bullet can we shoot this werewolf with that'll kill it? Like, where's the silver bullet? Like, I... So, let me rephrase. I don't what think are there the, is one. What are the purposes how of many the silver, How many silver bullets do I get? One. Dang it. Do you get... A hundred. I'm giving you one. I got a revolver. I'm Jesus you gave us one, six. and I will I'm freaking like, fight you guys I've on this. <laughs> I will fight you. We get one. Jared? <sighs> I, I don't think... Joe gives you one. I give you 16 more. <laughs> so I got a Glock, and I I didn't a, give anybody I nothing. I'm going what so, Jesus gave so us. <laughs> Jared, say make disciples, and then continue the conversation. Just to I, get Joe to shut up. But make disciples? What does that even mean? Ask Jesus. Yeah, when dad leaves the house, when you leave the house, when your kids are old enough, you leave them behind, what's the one thing you want them to remember? Don't burn it down. Whatever the last thing you say on your way out the door is the most important thing you want them to remember. Is it? For the time that you're gone, yes. Okay, all right. Jesus' last thing he said on, on the way out the door is, Go. Make disciples of all actually, nations, he baptizing said, them in the he, name of the no, Father. Actually, and the Holy he Spirit. said, "You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, okay. Samaria, and to the ends of the earth." Yes. Which was I, I don't know. Piggybacked like, on the make disciples thing, but just yeah. making sure we're clear. Like there. everything else, I feel like there's a lot of things we can discuss under the umbrella of making disciples. I don't even know what that means. I've like, heard, see, but did Jesus? I've heard the argument made that any church's mission statement, other than to make disciples, is sinful. Now that may be a little too far. But hold on, but Joe. I've heard it made. Hold on. It, did he uh, say that to the little C church, or did he say his, that to individuals? He said it to every person that was sitting in the crowd watching okay. him ascending up into heaven. So what is what are the purposes and functions of the little C church as we know it today? The building, the people, the the, the programs, the the pastor, the leadership, all of that. Make what? disciples. Jared, what do you got? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't... 
know what it's for. Should we? Is that something we should know? I mean, it's it is good to gather together and be around like individuals, right? That are that are followers of Christ, right? It's good to be around like individuals. As a matter of fact, I think the Bible says, "Do yes. not forsake the gathering together." Right. Okay. That is good. Okay. I'm not sure what the whole make disciples means because to me, like we say that like, and I, I, I tell this to people at work, like when I'm showing them how to do things electrically, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're like, thank you for showing me that. I'm like I need to replicate myself, right? Mm-hmm. My job is to replicate myself. Mm-hmm. You I are need making to- disciples. Electrically, right? Because we are all raised in what we do, different things in life, right? Mm -hmm. I was raised by my parents. I was raised by people in the army. I was raised as an electrician. I was raised Mm -hmm. as a Christian. I have Mm -hmm. been, you know, we are all raised in these things and we are trying to, we we should be trying to replicate ourselves, right? Okay. Yeah. So when we say making disciples, that's what we should be doing is trying to replicate ourselves, right? Okay. But in as much as we have replicated Jesus in our own life. That's what Paul said. Right. Yes. But Behold you're getting into the tares in the wheat here. You have to be able to pull apart what is Jesus and what it isn't in yourself and try and pass on the things that are of Jesus. That are of Jesus, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I, I like making disciples. We say that, but we go after these grand things when we should be trying to get people to take one step in their thoughts daily in a good direction. Like oh. like I, I don't know. We go after the grand things. We go after this. We want this big conversion and the big party, which is great. It's awesome. But what people need is someone to say, like, that bitterness I see right in your heart right there, that's what's going to kill you. Or like, you know, I, I've done this with guys at work, and like, this has nothing to do, I mean, it has everything to do with Jesus, but I don't have to go, Jesus says you need to let go of that bitterness. I need to say, listen, that's eating you up. And when it comes back later and he realizes it, then I can say, I have the same problem. You know, Jesus has helped me with that. But like, So that's, that's an evangelistic endeavor almost. So but, like a, a spreading the But it's a news. replicating. Like if, if, if you are, right. you're trying to identify with people, identify how you can help them get into their space, speak how they think, and then you can have ground with which to continue the conversation. That is making, like, you have to create that bond okay, before so you do anything. Like, but two minutes ago, you said, I like don't know you what do you understand. I was going to say, you just said, I don't know what but that what means. What I'm saying is, this is what, how I reason it out in my mind, right? Uh-huh. That is not what we mean when we walk into church and say, let's make disciples. No. BS. <laughs> I hope so. I hope that I could go in tomorrow, I could go in and say, what does it mean to make a disciple? And somebody's not going to give me some line about trying to drag somebody to church to get them to love Jesus, right? Let, let me give you an example of exactly what you're talking about. I don't think this person listens to the podcast, and if they do, they're welcome to call me and apologize later. So <laughs> I, I, I went to a church, and they had great kids programs, like legit teaching kids Bible stuff, good interaction with other kids, good place. And I was between ministry positions at the time, and so I wanted to be involved in the church in being discipled. And ironically enough, the lead pastor, right around the time that we started attending the church, was giving a sermon series on the importance of discipleship, like a three or four week sermon series. Uh, Near the end of the series, it may have been shortly after it, I asked if we could get together sometime. So we sit down, me, the senior pastor, and I say, I would like to be discipled. I would like to have, you know, one-on-one time with you, maybe once a week or once every other week, whatever that looks like for you and your schedule. Um, I've been a youth pastor before. I've been an associate pastor. I've never been a senior pastor. And I don't know if I want to be, but I want to learn from you. I feel like your teaching is really solid and I want to learn from you. Will you disciple me? How many people went to that church? A couple hundred. And so I ask him, will you disciple me directly, point blank, across the table? And he says, no, I don't disciple like that. Go ahead and do what you want to do in the church and let me know what you're doing. And I'm like, is that a did failure? He come, did he come back and say, this is how I disciple? No. But did I, you ask? I, yes. I agree. What did he say in this is how I disciple? How do you disciple then? Uh, well, 
I'm not going to answer that question. Have a good day, Joe. Pretty much what it worked out to. <laughs> oh, okay. But he can't disciple everybody. No, he can't. But he, but he could. I, I'm not I, trying I don't, to excuse I don't know if, his actions. I don't know if he was discipling And I, I can't else, excuse so. his actions. So, like, I'm not trying to defend him f- in and, this situation. But and maybe maybe he does have a very defensible reason for what he said. It's, it's entirely possible. So I don't want to set myself up as, like, Ah, oh, you suck, Pastor. <laughs> because that's the way I felt at the moment, and I felt really, really, really let down. But I, there I, are instances, I brought that up to your point, there are instances where people have this grandiose idea of discipleship, but no means by which to carry it out. Right. I, I think, Jared, you, well... I think both of those conversations, Jared, you know, you talked about how you handle it. You are making disciples. Right. Okay. This pastor that Joe's talking about, maybe he is making disciples. That's just not how he does it. The way I do it is I encourage to do the things that God has led me to do. Okay. Yeah. Is a Christian, you probably should learn the Bible. You know, as a Christian, you probably should hang out with some other Christians. As a Christian, you probably should share your faith. As a Christian, you probably should connect with a local body of believers to hold you accountable. As a Christian, you should probably stop looking at porn and 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 stop getting drunk every night. As a Christian... Those two aren't probablys. Like, you should just stop those. <laughs> okay? But stop porn. Stop getting drunk every night. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So only Fridays through Mondays. But <laughs> to me, it looks a little more active. It looks like you know, and I and I look at the way Paul operated with it, Timothy, and 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 you know, in terms of just the way you can hear his heart in pouring into him. He took him with him on his missionary journey. He he um, you know, he he did life with the person in the context. Of following Jesus, and there is education in that. So, to go back to Joe's comment there, Matthew twenty-eight, it at the end it says, "Go therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and what? Teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you." So, to me, Jesus kind of laid out how to make disciples. And, and I genuinely believe, I don't think there's any way off the hook for anybody who actually is part of Big C Church, true believers. Because even if you're not discipling, this is where I, I let almost people off the hook if they're thinking like, oh, I'm not actively discipling somebody in the way Jared talked. I'm not, I don't have a young believer under my wing that I'm kind of asking questions and prodding. Oh, nobody's a believer. It, no, none of the people that I am discipling are believers. But nonetheless, Jesus discipled people who weren't Christians yet. So. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> <laughs> so we we disciple even if you're not like if you're hearing this from an evangelistic bent, like, oh, you've got to be preaching the gospel to strangers and you've got to be taking new believers under your wing and you've got to be pastoring. No, that's not it. You can disciple your own children, but I don't believe there's such a thing as unintentional discipleship. Your kids may glean stuff from you when you never have a conversation with them about the Bible or speak to it directly. But the odds are good that what they're gleaning is that it's not actually that important to you if right. you're not being intentional. So making disciples does involve a particular level of intention in some way yeah. for those who are under your care who you're discipling, whether you realize they're discipling or being discipled or not. But Yeah. All right. These are big words. So, I don't like these words. They make me feel things. Yeah, see, but you you say, I'll define this, but you already have a definition in your I head. I do, but not everybody is on, on track with what the definition is, which is most of I the problem. I think definitions are valuable. I think definitions are valuable, <laughs> but I think... We'll just presuppose that we know your definitions and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, Let's try okay. that on the next one. <laughs> what is what is the little, little C Church's role in discipleship? To get out of the way. Unpack that. Define get out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I disagree too, Joe, but I want to hear what Jared has to say. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's, Joe's making that. I, is I'm, it? I'm trying to analyze, like, could I agree with this? Could, could is I there agree a way? With if my knee-jerk reaction is I disagree, I, I contemplate for a little while, could if, I agree? Okay. If the goal is for meeting once a week to be a place where we can kind of recharge and be around other believers, right? I have a note about that too, but okay. go ahead. <laughs> Aaron disagrees with that premise. Aaron's like, I'm not there to recharge. Um, yeah, see, yeah. Um, then we have a different dimension. I didn't I say, I, I stopped. Time out. I know. I, I'm not saying I disagree. I want to talk about that, but go ahead. What is the church's, what is the little C church's role in discipleship? Get out of the way. Okay. Discipleship for you, I, the way we understand it is, is presenting Christ as the need arises right. to the people around you. So as I'm looking at my knee-jerk reaction that may or may not have been correct. That's okay. But there's no test. I <laughs> feel like most of my and this isn't aimed at anyone I know, but there is just this general air that most of my work as far as trying to get people closer to Jesus is to get all the shit they have in there already out. Like, just get it out. So, like, even when I listen to a lot of Christian radio, a lot of Christian, I'm like, dude, stop. Like, if somebody who doesn't have Jesus already in their life hears this, you're pushing them farther away. Like, just stop. Like, what you're doing, just don't. <laughs> Can you give an example type of thing you hear on Christian radio that... If you, uh, how do I, because eh, I'm trying not to go down other trails here, but if you. We can take short jaunts. If it's go beneficial ahead. to the I'm, conversation. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good one that doesn't just sidetrack the whole conversation. We promise not to follow you too far down the wormhole. <laughs> but it has to be clear enough that everybody understands what I'm saying. Because <laughs> a lot of it's just inaudible, like I'll hear the tone in someone's voice, or like there's that undertone of non-acceptance of people who are this, this way. Like a lot of it's like passing comments. When you hear a sermon, there are, to me, a lot of like fire eater sermons, right? People who are, you know, I turn and burn is a little aggressive, but they don't put a lot of those on fire the radio. eater isn't <laughs> <laughs> just they go out there very passionately and try and convince you with their emotion. There are a lot of okay. radio and I'm not saying that's bad. Some people need that. That is how some people hear things. That is mm -hmm. okay. Like I'm not saying this, mm -hmm. but you are pushing people away in ways that we do not understand. Like Joe said, right? It's not necessarily what you say, it's what they glean from what you're doing, right? If you get someone with an aggressive tone coming at you as a non-believer, in today's day and age, does that help or hurt? I say, go ahead, Joe. So, yeah. like, like I said, you're, you're creating... just puckered on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you're, creating, you're creating an atmosphere for people that don't have a firm understanding of who Jesus is, and then you're yelling at them in Jesus talk. What? Two and two... They're, they're, I wanna... And I'm not saying... I, I'm not saying... I'm saying this is, this is what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. This is where my mind goes. So when you get people that are being shouted at and shamed, so you get the ones that are trying to be better that just feel shame all the time. And you get these people that don't have any clue what Jesus is, and they go, fine, fuck you. I don't care what you think. You're pushing all the, like, how is it, what, what about broadcasting these messages is good for anybody except for Jesus people? Well, I think the majority of people who turn on Christian radio are Jesus people to but, some extent. Are but, the majority, but. And I know you disagree with this. And no, that's, that's okay. No, I hold on. <laughs> I agree with your heart, but I want to. Clarify. I agree with your heart, but here's the thing: you have no idea if correct. You say you say you're pushing everybody away. N no, they're not. Correct. There are some people that respond well to that. Correct. Okay, and. The people who aren't doing that, what effect are they having on the kingdom? The people, okay, so 
yeah, okay, if that's not the right way to do it for certain people, well, who's doing something for those people? Are you? Correct. I'm not saying, like, you asked me. I love me, you. I love you. Let me just say I love right. you. But this is part of the problem. Like, you asked me what I thought. Right. Right? I have told you what I thought. Yes. Right? You disagree. Yes. Well, no. Yes, you do. No. You I very much do. <laughs> you no, very much disagree. I do not and disagree is, with you. How do you not disagree there, with me? I am not. Because <laughs> when I came back at you, you said, okay. Because I understand I have a duplicitous nature. Okay. But. <laughs> Don't we all? I, I disagree with the statement that doesn't help anybody. Okay. Okay. Because you don't know that. All and you the people said, I see that I am trying to work with, that doesn't help. Okay. Okay, so that's, here's, that's here's what I want to throw out there as it relates to this is the gospel at its core is offensive. Incredibly. So I believe there is a balance. Correct. Yes. It's difficult to find between being authentic in our preaching of truth or our speaking of truth and our attempting to appeal to somebody. Because if you, like like you mentioned with Tim earlier, like you're happy that the dude met Jesus. Correct. But you want to make it real clear, this could end up sucking because you <laughs> love Jesus, right? So you're, you're wanting to present like, great, but it's going to be difficult. I think some people overcorrect the other way to make Jesus so palatable that he's no longer Jesus. Right. Correct. Yes. So so there is there's there are people who go one way, like, oh no, Jesus accepts you. He doesn't care that you sin. You know, that whole thing about him dying on the cross and going to hell and conquering death in the grave. Well, no, that, just, just wait that a minute. didn't Whoa, mean chill anything out. for chill you. Out. Chill out. <laughs> right. like, there, there's people that take it that far it's like oh sin is nothing it's petty it's it's no big deal that jesus was crucified really he just loves you and then there are people on the other hand that say jesus died because of your personal sin and every time you do this you're crucifying him again and so there's there's two extremes and finding that balance in the middle is what we ideally I, should be looking for i do not deny that there are people that are pushed away by the, by all means, I become all things to all people, of some people. Right. Yes. I, I, I agree. Right. So, again, as a brother, my challenge is, so what do we do about that? I don't know. You're the one asking the questions <laughs> and making I, me answer when no, I don't want to. I think, it, I think it's valuable that you point out when you use your examples of discipleship, you personally know the people that you perceive yourself to be discipling in some way. Though they may I not... do not perceive myself to be discipling yes, in them yes, some way. Yes, you do. No, yes, I do you not. you do. You said no. discipleship. Though they may like... not be believers in Christ at the moment, in at least some level, you see yourself in a capacity, I... certainly professionally and no. possibly spiritually. I reject the term discipling. I apprenticing. will Apprenticing. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's, like, I, I, we and, love you, Jerry. What, let there me is one let more me caveat. Let me finish that thought. You know them. And because you know them, you know what's going to push them away in a non-beneficial manner. I see less and less people that are benefiting. And this goes back to how people relate to Scripture, right? Because I can relate to... I can turn on Christian radio, listen to it, and glean something from it. Like, mm -hmm. I can benefit from a fire-eating sermon every once in a while. Mm -hmm. I can I was raised, I, I, I know what they are, <laughs> and I'm okay with it, but I, I, it's back to this relation and culture. Like, how, are, are, we, are we airing these things? And like you said, there are some people that benefit from these, mm -hmm. right? Most definitely. I, and this is where we disagree. Like, I would say that the scale would tip enough to say, listen, Stop. <laughs> and you would say it is benefiting enough people that keep doing it, which, fair enough. I think it's comes a free down country, to a right? perspective of who you think their target audience is. Because Paul tells Timothy that his purpose as a pastor or as a leader is to train and equip the church. Right. His purpose as a pastor, as a leader in the church, is not to train and equip the world around him. It's to train and equip the church. And I believe, from my personal perspective, when I listen to a lot of these talk shows, Christian radio stations... Their purpose is not evangelism. The majority of them, their purpose is not evangelism. The majority of their purpose is, 
like we broadcast that we're a Christian radio station because we want Christians to listen. So we are here to I don't know. train and equip. S- I don't Some know. May. I personally may. haven't met a whole lot of people who aren't Christians who, listen. who opt to listen to Christian radio stations. And maybe it's because of the reasons you're stating, or maybe it's just because it's like it's not their cup of tea. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's just some like latent thing that I have buried deep in the so, back of my mind that so makes when, me. So when you say get out of the way, yes. when we go back to the question of what is the local church's responsibility? Why is this about me? Well, because I've answered too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, because your opinion is valuable to me. What? It, because I am on the other end of the spectrum, and I, I know that a lot of times I'm out of balance. Most of the time, okay, all the time, I'm out of balance. <laughs> You like that progression there? So all the time I might have balance. So the so if I can hear your opinion, that might temper me a little bit and bring me back toward the middle. Our job is to translate, right? And maybe this is maybe this is more. What do you What do you mean by that? Our job, as far as bringing Jesus to the world, is to translate the truth of Scripture to people, right? Make it real, applicable. No, just put it in their language. Oh, okay. Right. There are several different languages that are spoken in this country. Mm-hmm. Several different English languages. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it goes back to swearing. It goes back to all culture. The, right. Several culture. different. There English, are several different cultures. English Trans- cultures. Oh, yes. Like, not just <laughs> right. American. Like, right. <laughs> we have all these. So we, if we're talking Little C Church, uh-huh. I get this picture in my mind mm-hmm. of like. A rural, like Baptist-looking-ish kind of church, right? Okay. okay. That it's a hundred, two hundred people, uh-huh. and everybody knows each other, and everybody's kind of white, uh-huh. and everybody's kind of singing out of the hymnal. Which uh-huh. this is where I'm comfortable, right? Right. And it, that's one culture, and it's uh-huh. not bad. But I feel like they're trying to squeeze, and part of me is in that culture, and part of me is not, right? So I can see that, and I can see these other things, and it seems like that they just have all these barriers between getting from one culture to the other culture where we should be really like trying to figure out how to say things in this culture or say things in, this, in, in the culture that's on the outside in a way that the culture on the outside can understand. And it seems like more like we're using... We're not translating. We're... we're we're speaking in a way, and this goes for the people everything, inside, right? In, people inside the walls understand the language, but we're not Nobody teaching. outside does, and it seems like there's just barriers there. There's no way to bridge that gap because they want you to polish up in certain areas before you can get in the door. Do you want to go preach with a bullhorn next week? No. <laughs> I don't like talking about this. I think people should just be themselves and if they can be around people different from them then all of a sudden like these problems start to disappear because you put skin on the enemy right it's no longer a demonizing the sinner outside the walls it's going hey that one guy that i know that's struggling with bitterness and alcoholism and everything else like i don't have to get him to stop being an alcoholic i just want to speak into his life and be like look bro there's another way like i don't have to stop him i'm not responsible for him i'm not responsible for anything like uh, right, you're not responsible for anything except, except except for being a follower of Jesus. That's it. How can they? I just how can they believe unless we preach? Because everything you do is a is a sermon. So you're you're of the persuasion. Just to make sure, I I'm gonna put it in my own words. Just to make sure I understand, you believe that you should live your life in such a fashion that when they see you, they see your actions, they see your behaviors, they see your attitudes, what they're seeing is a small portrait to an extent of Jesus. And when they ask, and be Lord ready willing, with a word ask, that isn't yeah. going... Because people so will the, naturally shake their head yes whenever you talk. This mm-hmm. is something I realized as I'm teaching people electrical things, I'm realizing it every... like. Apprentices uh-huh. will shake their head yes. Uh-huh. And that doesn't uh-huh. mean They that. should be shaking their head no. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> so like C.S. Lewis talks about this a lot. He said in a couple different incidents, he said that the watermark moment for him was he was talking to an RAF pilot who was from a different class than him in a different area. And he said they had an hour-long argument about the Holy Ghost. 
and it come to find out at the end of the hour long argument, they weren't even talking about the same thing. Yeah. Like not even the same topic. And he said that the end of any teaching of scripture should be them translating into common bar talk what scripture says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, like, that's, that's, that's what I mean. When I say the church needs to get out of the way, it, what I should say is something along the lines of they need how, to learn how to speak in another language and not expect people to, to learn their language before you'll speak to them. Okay, so the, the church... Little C. Little C Church, their responsibility and discipleship. And again, remember, is, I have a picture in my mind right, of what that yep, is okay. that isn't necessarily this, accurate across the board. But I want to make sure I understand you. So it, your opinion on the spot is that the church Little C should be translating or teaching people how to translate? Both. Both. Okay. So... The pastor needs to be preaching a sermon that translates into the into the into the quotes common language of not necessarily the people they're trying to reach because that pastor can't teach everyone how to translate into their language. How many? How many? If if you look at like our church is small, it's like right. forty people, right? Mm-hmm. How many different languages do you people you think right. people walk right. out to and eight, speak? Eight, ten different languages, right? Right. Okay. That okay. pastor isn't can't be responsible for. So what teaching is, all those languages? So how? So what is the church's so responsibility in that? We need. To, we all need to be speaking in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> so, See, so, but that picture guys, in my mind is not Pentecostal. <laughs> so, so if the church's job is not to translate, then what? What is the role of the church in discipleship? To translate to already Christians, right? Got you. Okay. You're there, like, and we can talk about, like, you're there to be with other believers, right? One of the things I'm One of the for. things, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It is not necessarily the preacher's job to teach us everything. I agree. 120% so, if that was even possible. It, it seemed like you were implying there that the sermon... Oh me. no, there was no implication. There's, okay, I, but, but that's that's kind of I like, mean, and that's part of the problem. Perfect world and this is yeah, right. right. And I right, and that's another problem with people who go to the little C churches. They expect to be taught everything in an hour on Sunday. Right. So that's another topic. That's another topic altogether. <laughs> so like you're like, give me one silver bullet, and it's like, oh no, no, no not one. No, no, I can't do it. Right. One bullet. I know. A, but but <laughs> in general, could could you generalize? No, in, in your you opinion. can't generalize. It's all a big mess, and it's all mixed up in there. <laughs> let, me, let me try. Let me try. Okay, there's, what you got? What is the chil- church's role? Well, there's this children's story. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the same thing Jared said in a different way. There's a children's story. I think it's called the Monkey Puzzle, something like that. This little monkey loses his mom, and the first animal he encounters is a butterfly, and he says, "Hey, I can't find my mom. Can you help me find my mom?" And the butterfly says, "Sure. Tell me about your mom." And the monkey describes three things that his mom is not and one thing that his mom is. And the one thing that his mom is is bigger than him. So the butterfly brings him to an elephant. said, this must be your mother because it's bigger than you. And then the monkey, like, it, it goes through this whole this progression. This is such a pastor thing. Keep going. It goes through this whole progression of animals. You're going to be great. And every single time, <laughs> every single time um, the butterfly brings him to another animal, it's because he's chosen to describe his mother with three negatives and one positive. And sometimes not even a positive, just what it's not. And finally comes back full circle to the elephant, and the baby monkey is just really frustrated that it can't find its mother, and says, don't you know she looks like me? And then the butterfly brings the monkey to its children and says, my children look nothing like me. Now that I know that your mother looks like you, let me bring you there. And she brings him to a boy monkey, because he was a boy monkey. He says, (laughs) so she's like translating literally at that point, well, oh, that's my dad, so that's close enough, and dad brings him to mom. So, like, it's our job to, like, figure out where that disconnect is. Because there's going to be a disconnect between our Christianese language, the things that we learn at church, and the things that are happening in the world around us. Just like Paul in Mars Hill says, oh, I see you worship this idol. Um, let me introduce this God with no name. Let me introduce you to him. His name's Jesus. So it's finding that common point that that seems to have broken the connection and helping to bridge that gap between what we know about Jesus and what they don't know yet. Helpful? 
I, I can see that the job of the believer is to translate. Can I can yeah. can we agree on that? The job of the believer is to is to translate? Yes. Okay. What's I, the job what's the job of the church little C? Like what's to the an, to an extent teaching translation skills maybe ought to be part of that, but not to translate every single thing. Te- to teach translation skills? I'll go with that. Yeah. Training, I, could, I mean, that could be something that they should do. Okay. All right. So again, <laughs> I, I narrowed it. We talked about, so we, we, my original question was, what is the role slash responsibility slash purpose of the church little C? My, Joe, you responded with make disciples. And then my question led to what is the role responsibility of the church small C in discipleship? Uh-huh. But I want to back out from that, zoom out a little bit and say... You haven't told us what you believe the Little C Church's responsibility is. Why yeah. does it exist? I, I equi- no. Equipping. Yeah. I'm tired of talking. E- equipping. <laughs> <laughs> you keep poking us. You want to poke I back. feel abused. It's kind of it's selfish. Why do you make me say things? <laughs> it's kind of selfish because like I said, I told you why. Because I know I'm way over here in a lot of areas and listening to your opinions... Tempers my extremism because I'm putting skin on it. You temper my extremism yeah. because you're in. I don't like using the word. I don't like using the word opinions, honestly, in this particular context because I think for each of us they're more to the tune of convictions. What's the difference between an opinion and a conviction? One is more strongly held. Uh, an opinion is like I can say opinions are like buttholes. We all have them and they all stink. Convictions are something that. I believe you probably thought through very carefully and you've chosen to adhere to them for the majority of your life in most situations. Yeah, I think both of them are the same thing. <laughs> but okay, <laughs> I will that take your definition. That must be really tiring because I have a lot of opinions about food that are not convictions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have, I have opinion. My opinions are convictions. <laughs> like pickles are nasty. Like that is a conviction, opinion. Um, it's the same thing. Anyway. The door <laughs> yeah. is right over there. You, you were talking to the pickle king. Yes, that's why you I said it. You are welcome to walk out That's, that's why door. I said it. <laughs> but, um, and if it hits you in the ass on the way out, it doesn't bother I, me. I think the role of the church is to, the church little c, um, I think the role is to equip believers to make disciples. One, one, one role. One role. So that means, you know, um, that means uh, accountability to, because if you are living a life that should not be duplicated, then the, the, the local church can help hold you accountable to that, right? If you're getting drunk and beating your wife and watching porn, that's not. Bad. That's not very bad. That's not habits that, that you didn't sound right. Aaron said that's not, and then you jumped in with bad. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> that's not. That's not bad. That, not wait good. a minute. <laughs> so the job of the local church, um, then is to be set up in such a way that there's account that there's accountability. If but that if guy don't... is walking into your church, no, 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 no. I'm yeah. talking about a believer. I who's... get like I get it. Like, how did he get that far gone? Because the because the local church, little C, failed. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Is that's part of the job? Of, you know, part of the job is is accountability, facilitating accountability. Part of the job is um, facilitating education. Christians should know their Bible, and you need to. You know, so educate people in the Bible so that when you run across a situation where somebody says bitterness is eating them up, where you say bitterness is eating them up, there, there's there's scripture to back that up. There, God has given his word for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, as it says in one Paul's letter to Timothy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's one of the jobs of the church, education. There's the whole corporate worship concept where we should be worshiping God because he's the only thing worthy of our worship. And so sometimes that involves 
Um, well, that's another question, I guess. Another topic to get into is what, you know, what is involved in worship. But I think there's some things that most Christians would agree is, you know, there's singing, there's giving, there's Testimony. serving, testimonies, right? Prayer. There's, okay, so facilitating that on a regular basis, which conveniently happens to be Sunday for most Christian churches. Um, so there are roles within discipleship, and then there are roles within the Christian walk. And it, I think sometimes I back up and look at it and say, you know, um, there are things that sh- should be a part of the Christian life that logistically are easier to handle in the context of the local church. Like, we need corporate worship. Well, hey, there's a bunch of Christians that get together every Sunday morning, and there's a piano, and and there's people praying, and hey, why don't we do it there? You know? I don't know. So that's my thoughts on the local church. All right, Jared, what you got? You're jotting some No, notes. this is for context as my closer. Uh, oh. oh. He's thinking ahead. Look He's at this guy. Ahead. He's so prepared. Well, there's... <laughs> There's context issues, like a lot. And part of the issue, like, see, because I don't want this to turn into a deconstruction thing, because it's not a deconstruction thing. Like, the local C, the little C church works in a lot of ways. So I don't like seeming like the guy who wants wants to burn everything down, because I'm not that guy. Most I think the, it, most of the time, it, I think it works <laughs> in a lot of ways. The ways that it doesn't work, it doesn't work real bad. <laughs> but some of this. Like has to be taken in the light of like like I keep trying to say like I when I picture a little C church I see a Baptistish, white rural, two hundred or less church, totally different than a lot of other places right, mm-hmm. and how I relate to people is different than other how people how like the things that you're walking through right there mm-hmm. right are more. In this, to be fair, I'm probably reading into your questions where you weren't. Like, you're doing here, like, the big mm-hmm. part right. of the little scene. yes, yes. That is not how my mind op- operates, right? Like, and You I, are seeing individual... See, now I'm pe- trying to translate out of military think <laughs> into everybody else think, right? Because so I could say that you are dealing with battalion-level problems, and I deal with team-level problems. Both are needed... But Just to two be clear, are very battalions are bigger than teams. <laughs> exactly. See, that's I'm trying to translate <laughs> yeah. into. Yeah. Yes. So I, I'm trying to say that I'm trying to put some context around this. Like, I this is like one of the things that I struggle with at work is I am naturally a team leader, right? That was the role that I functioned at best in my life. That's me being in charge of like three to four people, two, three, four people, right? And their main mission is follow me, do as I do, right? The higher up that chain you go, it becomes do as I say, not as I do, mm-hmm. right? So there's different executive levels to this, and there's different mentalities that you're looking at it at. You look at it, you say one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum. What I would say is you're looking at it from here, and I say just stop looking at it from here, here, right? Because my job is to set up the three guys under me, and I'm going to say, you take this, you take this sector of fire, you take that sector of fire, you do this, you do this, this is your job, this is your job. Hit that. Mm -hmm. Right there. Hit it. You know, things of that nature. And that is needed. And it is also needed somebody that can see all of the teams, all of the squads, all the platoons, all the companies, all the battalions, Mm -hmm. all the brigades, all all that. Somebody has to see all that, somebody has to see all this. So part of it is not one end of the spectrum, other end of the spectrum. Part of it is this problem versus this problem. Jared says this problem as, as in big, big. <laughs> and this problem as in small. Mm-hmm. So that is part of it. And I am also the person who will see how everything fails. Like Joe said at the beginning, right? I am a pathetic excuse for a human being. <laughs> well, see, but again, but, that's, but clear, um, I quoted that. I didn't say that. <laughs> I see how everything fails. That, that is naturally how I see things. If you tell me a plan, and Joe can attest to this, if you tell me a plan of anything you're going to do, I will tell you or at least think of how that's going to fail. Yes. 
Yes, that is. But that is one of your again, spiritual but gifts. Extreme, so, right? How would we describe that spiritual? <laughs> but you know, talk about ex- you talk That's about extremes. I am I am visionary. I'm like I I like I see this right. amazing, you know. How do how can it succeed? You right. see, how's it going to fail? I see, how's it going to succeed? And these are all different ways. And of, we need to be tempered. Yes. I need to come down and Correct. face a little bit of reality. Now I and have you to come need up to come up and have I a little. Just... And you need to come up and have a little faith, right? right. We we both right. need to pull each other toward this. And this is what needs so to happen. You both need to be more like me because I'm kind of in the middle. You are not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you see, see, but all used, four, all three of us are so far to the right I that it's hard for us lean, to have a conversation. I used to lean towards the visionary end of the spectrum, and life hit me. It will hit <laughs> <you> in the nuts. <laughs> and I've been trying to pick up the pieces ever since. I'm like, maybe I can be visionary again. I, I don't know if I have it in me. I, had a, <laughs> I am not a visionary. <laughs> <laughs> I I do. I I I see the world. But both through. are needed. I see the world through the lens of possibility. Um, I see the world through the lens, <laughs> lens of failure. failure. <laughs> <laughs> and presently for me, I see the world through the task in front of me. Like I, I used to be like, oh, what's in the future? And I've experienced enough failure that mostly I'm just like, ah, okay, God, if this is what you want me to do, I'll, I'll do it. But I, I have no plans at all because my plans have only ever failed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might be my yeah. Um, so, Jared, okay, then then let's talk about the one. Why is this about well, me again? Because I don't know. Because I know what I think, and I am pretty sure of what Joe thinks. I can try to argue Jared's point. <laughs> I don't agree with it. But Let me get in your head for a minute, Jared. Um, no, we already. How took long have we been doing this? Feels like it's been six hours. <laughs> You're being grilled. I like how Aaron's been very careful to like make sure he's not trying to make you feel pinned down on any. Oh, I feel pinned life. down as soon as he looks <laughs> over. As here. soon as Aaron, that's life. That's that's our relationship yeah. for the past fifteen years. You trying to tie me down, son? <laughs> Get off back. me! Get off me! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to make myself better. Oh, man. <laughs> oh Sorry, my continue. goodness! So, um, what what should Sunday morning look like? I don't know, man. In the local church, I don't know. I don't have any answers. I'm should. not asking for your conviction. Should. I'm asking for your opinion. I like how it looks now. And now what is that? How does it look? I, and I, even if I you want to get like, into the details, I don't like how it looks now. How does it look now that you? Don't I like, like how I feel it, but I don't like how I feel it. Can you unpack that? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll leave it at that. Joe, no, I, what I, you got? I, yeah, good, very good. What should Sunday what morning? What should be? Sunday morning what look like? What should Sunday morning look like? Uh, like, should should we gather? Well, I know you don't think we should gather in a building. Okay. I don't think that we shouldn't gather in a building, but I don't think we should gather in a building. A building okay. is irrelevant. Okay. It's logistically, it can fit more people than a house. And so since there's a lot of people there, the lot of people there, what should they be doing on a Sunday morning? Uh, breaking up and getting into houses. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I say that ironically, but also just from how I genuinely feel. I believe there is a more... Dare I use the word we started with, authentic feeling shared amongst a small group of believers. Because when you get to know, when you intimately get to know a group of 5, 10, 15 people, maybe as many as 20 in some contexts, depending on the group, when you get to know that group intimately, it takes down those walls. It removes the need for so much of the facade, and it allows a level of authenticity and genuine sharing of life and burdens and accountability with each other that being in a large church with stained glass windows and pews and carpet and lights that everybody pisses and moans about and a bylaw and constitution that everybody likes to argue about, like all those things are distractors, I feel like, or have the great potential to be distractors from what the Christian life is actually all about. So, I, like I said, I say it ironically, but I also say it seriously, that I, I believe smaller 
okay. group. So what should beneficial. that look like? What should a small when group the group look like? When the group comes together. It should look like people being trained and equipped, training and equipping each other, not necessarily one central person, but sharing the opportunities to teach, sharing testimonies like, hey, God's done this great thing, sharing burdens. Hey, could you pray for me on this? There's this one guy I've been talking to. Um, laying hands on believers for healing, for uh, all the things that yeah, the Bible... Jared. Don't, 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 don't lay hands... Don't. Let Jared die. I'm let, let him get gangrenous cancer days, and let... One of these days, just... I'm going to anoint you with oil. <laughs> nope. No, you're not. <laughs> Can you climb towers with one arm? <laughs> just think about that before you bust out that oil flash have to maintain three Jared is like let me die <laughs> just don't just touch me <laughs> physical contact okay, is unacceptable so, Jared do you agree with Joe 100% I don't agree with anybody I don't even agree with myself 100%. boiling it down train equip worship fellowship okay do you agree with Joe 100% in what he said I don't agree with anyone okay. 100%. So, I will never, unless okay. your name is Jesus okay. and you come okay. down and talk to me to my right. face, will I agree okay. with you 100%. Okay, so the parts that you don't agree, what... what? Uh, I agree with the overall sentiment of the statement. Okay. He's just not willing to be pinned down to a 100% agreement. Correct. <laughs> okay. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> oh! See? See that? I can agree with people. There went my ego straight through the roof. <laughs> I can agree with people only when they're saying that I don't have to agree with people. But I guess, would you say anything different to that? Would your opinion be anything different no. than that? I don't think so. Okay. Why are you not a part of a body of believers that operates like that? Am I not? Let me, forgive me. I'm, I'm not that's a part not attacking. of the group. Joe, no one loves me. Joe, why are you not a part of a body like that? I am. We meet every Saturday night. Not every. Sometimes I get sick of you guys, so I just make up a reason. We meet go. almost every Saturday. <laughs> we meet with significant regularity. So, so why go somewhere on Sunday morning? Because. Do you want to know why I'm going somewhere Sunday morning right now? Why? So I can do ministry on Wednesday night. They expect me to be there Sunday morning. Okay. I am going to church on Sunday mornings because I like some of the people that go, and I want to be in the room to win. Laugh at everybody's stupidity. <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> if you're not in the room, nothing ever changes. What? If, if I say to hell with everything I disagree with, and I'm walking away, I'm taking my ball, and I'm going home, mm -hmm. how does anything ever change? You just blew my freaking mind. What? <laughs> like, this is that, that that's my entire worldview. Did Jared like, just say that? My, all of my things that I've been saying, that's the equivalent. Show up, be a Jesus dude. <laughs> or Jesus babe. Or that. <laughs> We're all dudes here. <laughs> 2021 just, in America, just bro. Just be. Like, read scripture, talk to Jesus, and be. And attempt to not drown. Because that's pretty much all I'm doing in life right now. Try not to drown. <laughs> Jesus, just keep my head out of water. <laughs> Every time I make a good choice, I'm like, ah, oh, well, there's Jesus, another shitty one. Jesus, give me the snorkel. Every time your kids say something, like, really Put profound. Put it in my mouth. <laughs> oh, please stop. <laughs> Bad worship generator. Uh, but like, that, that's just life right now. Like every time one of my children does song? something, Save and you're like, "Please." Me from my lack of gills. That's that's Hillsong, isn't it? No, it's uh, <laughs> um, some wasn't it some country singer? Jesus, take the wheel. What? Carrie oh Underwood. My God. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you were trying to mimic or mock? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Well. It was a poor imitation. <laughs> <laughs> and with that. <laughs> well, now that we know exactly what church should not be. Do we? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. You got another hour in you, Jared? <laughs> How long have we been doing this right now? <laughs> so Jeez. anyway. Nobody's going to listen um, to this. 
<laughs> we'll split it up like we did in the last one. <laughs> we'll sucker them in. To, uh, we'll record some, uh, like, we'll break it into, like, five episodes. So, like, hey, maybe it gets better. Oh, shoot, it didn't get it better. Maybe the next one will get better. Oh, shoot, it did. By the time they get to the fourth one, it's like, oh, never mind. Oh, wait, it's I've over. I've accepted my <laughs> agony now. Might as well finish. Uh, so, yeah. In sum, Jared. I used all my closers already. I've got nothing. I have nothing left. (laughs) I have nothing left. My final statement is... You took it all from me. This conversation is my nightmare. (laughs) Thank you for listening. (laughs) This is it. If you guys want to have, like, subject me to a nightmare, let's do this. Every day. So I'm actually not too bad at picking topics. (laughs) (laughs) I told you not to worry about it. I enjoy the conversation, but it's like one of those things like act like you've been in the end zone before. It's like one of those, just act like you've been here. Like that's what I feel like half, I don't know. That's a whole nother. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. Another sports ball reference. It's another sports ball. Well, like I know what an end zone is. I bought some t-shirts. I can't wait to wear them while we're podcasting. (laughs) Some, some sports ball ones? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't understand what you mean by... I mean, like, I understand what an end zone is, and I know what, like, Act like you've been is. there before? Like, is that... Yeah, know? but what does that have to do with anything? The end zone. What, but what does that have to do with oh, anything? What, how does that relate to our conversation? Never Translate mind. for me, Jared. <laughs> Take me to my mother, butterfly. These, these, <laughs> these conversations to me, for me, because I see how everything fails, like, it... it it feels like you just just be, man. Like, like that's like just do it. And it sounds fluffy, and I hate it when I say things like that. But you sounds Nike. Act confident in who you are in Christ and just be that, and we shouldn't have to talk about it as much. That's a pretty solid closer. But I sound fluffy and we need to talk about it because not like, how do you figure things out without talking? I just hate it. But I see how everything... Well, my... Well, go ahead, Joe. What? Go ahead. Go ahead what? Shut her down. Shut her down? Oh, well, don't shut her down, but... Yeah, I can just hit the record <laughs> button and make this stop right now. Um, go ahead. I, I got nothing fluffy. I, I said the things that I'm pretty passionate about earlier. I mean, I... Yeah, if there's anything I was going to reiterate, it would be that the building is insignificant if not for the relationships with inside it. And if you're in a building and you feel like you have to fake something to be there, then maybe it's time to either find another building where people worship or express themselves in a similar fashion where you don't have to hide behind a wall. I'm going to ramble on. I, I really don't have any significantly coherent so, thought right now. I, I have I have a couple <laughs> I have a couple of closing thoughts. Number one, Jared, I totally took advantage of you for my own personal gain. I hate um, you so much, right but now. but you're going to be rich now. But um, <laughs> we'll be like every other deconstructionist podcast if it's, out there. <laughs> if it's uh, um, if it's any consolation, I think your opinions have drawn me closer to a middle ground and less Woo-hoo. extreme. Woo. So yes to my benefit, but yes to, I guess, the benefit of the rest of the world too because the less extreme I am, the more beneficial I think to the world I am. So you have done the world a service today, in my opinion. Um, the um, Something works somewhere about some churches. True. Um, there are people coming to Christ and, and growing in their faith and growing in Christ's likeness and sharing the gospel with people around them, um, lives are being changed. Um, it would be awesome if that happened in every church, little c, around the globe. I don't think it is. Nor and, will it ever. Nor will it ever. But I think the discussion about it could potentially get closer to that. Um, I think that, you know, again, I I think that the little C, by all means, 
become all to, should do its best to become all things to all people so that by all means we might win some because praise God for Tim but man wouldn't it be awesome if it happened every day it does we just don't see it hmm. exactly but wouldn't it be awesome if it happened every day in your life in my life I do not require in Joe's such life things. I don't require it either I'm just <laughs> but you said, wouldn't it be great? But that seems like a lot of emotion. I but it's, <laughs> but it's freaking. That awesome. would involve a lot more human connections <laughs> yeah. than I'm ready for right now. <laughs> but it's freaking awesome when it happens. So God bless you, Tim. Uh, if you have any comments, thoughts, suggestions, whatever, not just Tim, anybody. Oh yeah, it's uh, <laughs> uh, undignifiedchristianity at gmail dot com. Um, we appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll. Uh, We'll be in touch. God bless. Peace.